T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly. Sponsored by Insperity. HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120. KMOX. And top of the morning, everyone. John Hancock in. Michael Kelly is out of town. There's something no. you don't see every day. That but is a shock. I am pleased to be joined by the lovely and talented Debbie Monterey. Thanks so much for sticking around. You are very welcome. Anything for you, John. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I've been on the radio. This is my fourth day in a row. I know. I haven't done that uh, log in a long, long time. <laughs> I haven't seen you this much in... Years. Ever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, if I if I don't make a lot of sense today, it's uh, there's perfectly good reason for it. And for the last two days, I have been a bachelor. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Uh, it's okay. So it's just me and Gus at the house, and uh, and I've been doing that one to five p.m. thing all week. So when I get home, it's a, the best greeting you've ever gotten Aww. in your life. He he can't believe somebody's actually come to the house. <laughs> I've been all alone. Yeah. Yeah, so I get this great greeting, but then you got to feed him, you got to walk him. You know, a lot of, was last night not the best night to walk your dog that we've had in a long, long time? It was time. so nice. We walked the dog. The dog got two walks yesterday oh. and went to the dog park. Oh. Yeah, but uh, when I went on the second walk and Tower Grove Park was full of dogs. There were dogs everywhere, so I everybody was taking does their Lola dog for a walk. Lola along with other dogs? She does. Oh, well, that's good. She does. In fact, we had a little Lola scare last night. What happened? Uh, my son left the back gate open. Oh, the, yep, yep. Which yep. I didn't realize. I said to my daughter, where's Lola? She said, in the yard. She's not in the yard because I just came in from the garage. And then I looked. <gasps> the gate was open. He left the gate Lola open. Lola was oh, at large. I panicked. Yeah. So we both ran out the door. She went one way down the alley. I went the other. And we were sounding like crazy people. Lola, Lola. <laughs> anyway, I got to the end. Hello, L.A., Lola. I know. Well, then you start panicking because I'm thinking it's 730 at night. What do I yeah. do if I don't find her? I, I got to work in the morning. Do I not go to bed? Do I stay up all night? Ooh. Do I walk the streets? Ooh. What do I do? Questions. Yeah, questions. But then I saw some. I saw a dog nose come around at the end of the alley, and there I just, I just shouted, "Lola!" And it wasn't Lola, oh. but it was a woman who said, "Are you looking for a little 
schnauzer or something. A little puffy. I dog. said, um, an Irish terrier. She goes, yes, your neighbor across the alley has her. She just walked around to bring her to your front door. And I was like, thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I started crying. Because yeah. I don't, I don't really panic until it's all over. And then I was like, blah, well, blah, we blah. had one the other night. So Gus, the, our garage door uh, into the house, I, my garage door was up, and the door into the house when it was so cold, it blew open. So I'm sitting in the family room, and I noticed, man, it's getting cold. In <laughs> and uh, so then I got up and I saw, oh, the door's open. So I went to walk the house to see no Gus. So I go out in the yard, and it's freezing out there. And I go out, and, you know, Gus finally trots up the driveway. Lord only knows where that dog went, but uh, he, he made it back. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. You invest a lot of time and love in those dogs, and the last thing you want yeah. is them running off into busy traffic. Well, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Our old dog, Gracie, she would just roam the neighborhood, and everybody loved her. In fact... <laughs> We got flowers from people. Grazing after, and eating things? Yeah, Well, yeah, and, and, <laughs> but everybody loved her, and, and she was a golden retriever. So uh, <laughs> when she died, we got na- uh, flowers from neighbors that we didn't even know. <laughs> For, yeah. But see, you knew Gracie knew her way home. I don't know yeah. if Lola knows her way home. She's still kind of a, she's just over yeah, a year they old. They figured Who out. knows? They I don't know. They figured out. What are you doing for New Year's? I am not sure yet. Hmm. I, I hope to go to a friend's house. But then my both of my children are home. They were all everybody was going to be gone. So I thought, ooh, I can do a grown up night because yeah. it's a weekend. I can stay up right? late. I don't have to work. You're not working on Monday. And then now I think both kids are home. So I said, oh, I was going to go out. And they're like, mom. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't quite decided. My daughter loves to watch all the Dick Clark Rock and New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. all the New Year, you know, because there's all the live yeah, performances. Yeah, so yeah. she loves to watch that. So I don't know yet. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Now your kids, you no longer need a babysitter, though. No, I do not. Isn't that nice. It is so nice. That's a freeing feeling. It really is. I, I remember distinctly when that happened. Well, in fact, the first step is being free of diapers. That yes, is a relief. No yes, diapers, thank yes, goodness. Yeah, and then free of babysitters. Yeah, we uh, one of the first nights that the kids were home by themselves. I had we Georgiana and I had a dinner to go to one of some banquet thing, and we came home. And they let a bird in. The, I mean, a bird got in the house, and the kids were freaking out. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, I was freaking out. I'm no good with. I mean, I'm just. I don't like birds. I don't like bugs. I don't like you know any of that stuff. In general, or in your house? In my house. Okay. So this bird is flying around the house. They freak out. They are running into everything. The bird was freaked out. The kids were freaked out. Uh, Georgian had a very cool head. Thank goodness so, for Georgian. Yeah, yeah. So I ran upstairs. And closed the bedroom door. That was my... (laughs) And closed yourself in the bedroom? Yeah, and then I thought, you know what? I can't do this. Georgian, take care of the bird. I got to be the man here, you know? And and so the bird was in the dining room. So I had a brilliant plan. I grabbed some bed sheets and I taped off the dining room. (laughs) So I locked the bird in the dining room. Now, So now we made it this far. Flap, 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 birds flapping around. I'm thinking, now what? Am I, I going to, because the bird is now pooping all over my dining room. So um, I go in there, the bird gets out. G- Gracie, somehow, amazingly, on the stairway, leaps and catches the bird in her mouth and runs towards the door. And I open the door and I say, Go, no, no. Gracie decides to eat the bird. I was going to say, Gracie ate it. But. It didn't work. The bird somehow escaped the clutches of Gracie 
and and with one wing limped its way back into oh. the dining room. Now I've got a now <laughs> back I've got in a the bird. dining room. I've got a bird behind the uh, hutch there in the dining room, wounded, but still flapping and still pooping. So now what am I going to do? So I'm thinking. Well, fortunately, the next door neighbor came home. He had been at a wedding, and he was. He was in fine form. And he was like, let a real man <laughs> yeah. get the I bird. Said, Move said, aside, hey, handcuff. Hey, Bill, can I ask you a favor? So he came in with a fly swatter and a bag, and that was it. He and whacked the bird? He did. He's from Georgia, and he walked out the front door, and he said, the bird is dead. Wow. <laughs> so well, now I'm it. feeling bad for the bird. Uh, well, I mean, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Welcome back to Hancock and Kelly minus the Kelly. It's Hancock and Debbie Monterey. Hello there. Hello, John Hancock. So delighted. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year back at you. This is our segment that every Friday that we spend on current events, politics, and I guess the big story this week has been Southwest Airlines. They uh, apparently now are pretty close to their regular schedule at this point. And it is particularly affecting people in St. Louis because that's our largest carrier. It is. And uh, how badly do you think they're going to be hurt by this? You know, if you think about it, a couple of years ago, Southwest was the darling of the airline industry. The other airlines were all sucking wind and... Southwest looked like they were the geniuses. They were growing. They had purchased all of their fuel ahead of time. They were making record profits. I remember interviewing the CEO of Southwest Airlines for the World Trade Center here in St. Louis Uh for an event that we were having. And, you know, he was on top of the world. And now this could impact that they... If Pete Buttigieg, we had, you know, clips of him on the air Uh saying they're going to investigate every single complaint. He's the transportation secretary. They're going to look into all of this. They may fine Southwest. They may require them to reimburse people. So if you think about how much money Southwest has lost this week alone in 13,000 canceled flights, if they start reimbursing every single person for the costs, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I mean, people have really, truly suffered, but it could bankrupt them. Uh, it is a staggering number, uh, you know, and what they do, if your flight gets canceled on their end, you get a, quote, credit for a future flight. Uh, they don't write you a check. So one of the interesting things here is going to be whether they are compelled to actually reimburse people mm-hmm. with cash dollar or whether they can apply the credit because that, that will soften the blow right. some. But then you've got all those ancillary expenses and people would had to have hotel stays because they were out of town. Uh, people who lost luggage. I'm sure there's still luggage that hasn't found its way back. To oh, its absolutely. Yeah. If So just one, one person that Michael Calhoun spoke to said that they had about $2,000 extra in expenses because of this. So right. they missed their flights. They have to get new flights. Right. They have to pay for a hotel, then maybe a rental car. $2,000 extra dollars. A lot of people do not have two thousand extra dollars. Just to throw around, especially Christmas. Exactly, and what if you're one of those people who, you know, this flight was already stretching your budget way past what you thought you could afford, and now you don't even get on the flight. Now you're looking at sleeping in a airport for three or four days, or because you don't have two thousand dollars or a credit. I mean, it it was horrific. It was really awful for people. Yeah, it's uh, unimaginable. And my son was in town from Chicago. And he flew home on Wednesday of this week. 
And his flight, and that was, they were still canceling like 60% of the flights at that point. His flight left, and it left on time, and his bag got there. So oh, he was very no fortunate. No kidding. Uh, but a big story, I, I'm i going to keep flying Southwest. I mean, that's the, that's the low-cost option. I think people may be saying in the moment here that mm-hmm. I'll never fly that airline again. I don't think that will be the case. I think Until people, they start shopping for their next exactly. trip and Southwest is the cheapest and the fastest. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And, in you know, for St. Louisans, uh, they're just, you've got more options there than you right. do any of the others. Well, I'll tell you who does have $2,000 if they get caught at the airport is Donald Trump. Oh, uh, well, or does he? Well, we'll f- <laughs> we're finding out. His taxes were released by the House Ways and Means Committee today. Uh, anything in particular you're interested to see more than anything else? Well, I think it's obvious that he there was a lot of stuff in there he didn't want people to see. Otherwise, there's no reason to fight tooth and nail to keep from releasing them. Uh, some of the things we know already, I guess, were no big surprise that he lost more money than he ever earned for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that many years he didn't pay any taxes at all. So one couple of years and, and it's only what, six years of his taxes? Yeah, 2015 to 2020. Yeah, so for many of those years, I paid more in taxes than Donald Trump did. Yeah. So well, congratulations. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I got to do what I can to keep this country moving. Um yeah, I. from what we heard from CBS, it's going to take a lot of tax experts a lot to dig through those because, you know, there was a lot of creative accounting well, going in, on there. Well, in real estate, uh, you know, people that are primarily involved in real estate, they typically will have separate LLCs set for every single project they have. And I saw one estimate this morning coming in that he had over 400 entities in his tax return. So... You don't really see those entities' tax returns with his. You get the whatever the bottom line is moves over. And with real estate, the way it's able to be depreciated, uh, you you can show losses. And so if you've got 400 different entities and you're showing losses on them, even though the underlying asset is producing income, uh, that's how that's how that works. And it, it is complex. And... Uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to see um, the charitable giving, what it was, how much it was, and where it went. And uh, the other thing that came out is that you'll you'll recall perhaps that he was donating his salary back. Well, there's no indication of that on his taxes <laughs> uh, from 2017 through 2020. So that's an interesting thing as well. Right. And was there? No indication either that the IRS was ever auditing him. So all those years he said he couldn't release them because he was under audit. That right. that was not true either. Well, and the president's taxes are supposed to be audited every year by the IRS, and his weren't. Yeah, and well, why was that? I think because of the complexity of it. Um, but we'll we will see how that all turns out. Uh, have you been following the George Santos? Oh uh, my goodness, I have. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would say. Uh, from everything I've heard so far, George Santos appears to be a pathological liar. I think that's an accurate description. I think embellishing his resume is the most polite way to say you have lied about everything. virtually everything, sir, including how your mother died. Yeah, he, he's in two tweets in the same year, last year, he uh, indicated in the summer that his mother had died on 9-11. And that, uh, and then, and then later in the year, in December, five months later, 
He said uh, he was celebrating, or not celebrating, but he's acknowledging that this was the the day five years ago that I lost my mm-hmm. mom. So, so which was it? Right. So yes, a pathological liar, but you can trust him to do a good job for his the people who voted for him. He says, how do we believe that? Well, and, and so he's under investigation now by the feds and uh, back home in Nassau County in New York. And uh, if they uncover some wrongdoing, because nobody really knows the source of his income. Because he was practically broke a few years ago. Now he's suddenly supposedly a millionaire. Well, he put seven hundred grand into his campaign. So, I mean, that was money. Uh, you know, that wasn't phony. That was actual money. Now, the question is, where did it come from? On, apparently on his campaign reports, there were many, many entries of one hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. Because that is just one cent under the $200 threshold in which you need to show receipts right. for what you are expensing. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. He's His presence is needed on January 3rd by Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Which is why Kevin McCarthy is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this thin majority is going to be very difficult to manage. And uh, McCarthy may... <laughs> If he, if he does become speaker, and that's not, uh, I don't think that's a done deal at this point. But if he does become speaker, he may live to regret it because having a, a four seat cushion in a, in a 435 member body is a very difficult thing to navigate. And I don't, I don't envy him for a minute mm-hmm. uh, being the speaker in that circumstance. And if this. If this uh, Santos goes away. Well, how will he go away? So, you, th- first of all, you said he's under federal investigation. Right. But that takes a long time. It does. So, Kevin McCarthy's not going to do anything about it because he needs that body. I think that's right. Um, the people in his district, I guess, would have to rise up and recall him. If they have recall. Not every state has a recall. Uh, we don't in Missouri, for example. Uh, so, and I'm not acquainted with New York law to know if they have a recall standard in their law. If they do, then the citizens could recall. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're stuck with him for two years? They're stuck with him for two years. And um, and I would suspect, so it's it's either going to be a legal removal. Uh, the more likely is that the heat gets so intense and more information and more information and, you know, and folks are on this now. The heat gets so intense that he just walks away, you know, and when that happens, New York will have a special election to fill that seat. And that seat had been held by a Democrat prior. It was an open, vacant seat, and uh, Santos won it in November. I suspect that given that experience, that district in a special election is more likely than not to elect a Democrat, which would even further reduce the majority uh, that, that Republicans have. So that's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Closer to home, we've got sports gaming. Uh, it seems like there's general agreement in both parties that this is a good idea. Uh, I wonder if they'll be able to get it done. I don't know. Sometimes Missouri can't get out of its own way. How many times have we said every other state around us or every state in the country has figured it out except Missouri? But from what I understand last session, of course, they were busy fighting about redistricting the whole time and didn't get a whole lot else done. But there were two competing bills. There was... And I wish I could. Ha- it's Friday, and I don't have no name yes. recall. But there was there were two bills: one in the House, one in the Senate. And one of the politicians demanded that lottery gaming be included. Right, and Denny then Hoskins, Senator Denny, Denny Hoskins. Hoskins. And so now there's two bills again, right. and it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. One includes it, one doesn't. Well, so, you know, we've got 
over 10,000 of these machines that are in mostly convenience stores all over the state. The estimates are that they're producing $2 billion in revenue. Uh, they're completely unregulated. And they're, they're supposedly taxed, but the tax revenue is not going anywhere in particular like the rest of gambling revenue does. And so the, the need to regulate those machines has been tied by some to this uh, sports betting. I suspect they will uh, handle it that way this session. Well, that's Debbie Monterey over there. I'm John Hancock. Michael Kelly is going to check in from Florida and join us. Uh, later next hour, Scott McFarland is going to join us from CBS News and talk about Donald Trump's taxes. And all of you have a very happy new year. We'll be back after this on X. Time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference on News Radio 1120, KMOX. And welcome to Hancock and Kelly. And for once, we actually have. Kelly. Michael Kelly joining us is our correspondent from Florida. How are things, buddy? It's great down here. So uh, I like the name you usually give it. Uh, Hancock and Kelly's out of town. <laughs> and uh, I'm down here on a walk right now on the beach, brother. Oh. And uh, kind of like you and Gus, uh, except there's nice weather and no, no dog. Yeah, there you yeah, go. And no dog. So uh, the weather outside is delightful, I guess. It's absolutely splendid down here, and um, apparently the airports are starting to get back to normal. I don't know if that's yet to hit in St. Louis. It was a real disaster across the country, and so you can just tell the amount of people that have flooded uh, everywhere down here that uh, they're finally getting down here and enjoying their last couple of days before we start a new year. I have to come back there and start working with you. Yeah. Michael, we are still getting news of how the sub-zero freezing weather here last weekend impacted homes and businesses, aside from travel, but just people's homes and things. And it was really cold in Florida, too, last week for people who managed to get there. They didn't exactly get delightful weather over the weekend. Are you hearing or seeing any uh, lasting effects from the cold weather they experienced there? No, Debbie, but I've got a funny story for you. So... I guess the, the, the cold weather hit, what, the 23rd, 24th down here, and there were signs up everywhere. It got to 32 degrees in Palm Beach, wow. which is very cold for these folks, but it's, it's still it's not bad. Um, bars and restaurants closed early because of the dangerous weather conditions. Wow. And so uh, there were a couple of days where the, the restaurants and bars were closed because, uh, you know, people were bundled up like uh, we would be. Um, in the middle of winter, uh, when it was like, I can't, I can't believe they closed bars when you're in town. (laughs) Well, the the people uh, are happy to see me. Uh, in fact, though, they, they don't like some of the customers I bring around the, the place, Debbie, that John and I haunt down here, uh, had a pool table in it and, and we would go in there and, you know, open the bar and close the bar on the pool table and. They got rid of the pool table. The lady said, yeah, really? sorry to do that to your buddy. Yeah, she said, sorry to do that to your buddy. Because of you? I said, well, that's okay. He's into, he's into snooker now, so if you could get a snooker table instead. They couldn't fit um, a snooker hope- table in there. No, they couldn't. Uh-uh. Right across the street, we'll tell people, well, when you come down for um, um, spring training, it's a place called Jumby Bay. Uh, it's right across from uh, Roger Dean Stadium there. And Hancock and Kelly, I think we've bought a couple of bar stools there. 
<laughs> no doubt about it. So a lot of Cardinals are showing up already, eh? Yeah, and John, the um, as you're familiar, the, 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 the complex down here on one side is the St. Louis Cardinals, and on the other side is the Miami Marlins. So the Miami Marlins team is obviously here year-round. Um, yesterday, I noticed the activity has really been sparking up at, um, on the Cardinals side. And the real way that you know that it's really starting to come together is these um, professional autograph seekers uh, are, are lined up outside the Cardinal complex, uh, I guess, to, to get a glimpse of somebody when they come in and then ask them for, for an autograph. And that's usually when I know how uh, that the ball team is around because uh, you'll have all these autograph professional autograph guys down here just waiting to get their autographs. How many have you signed? <laughs> uh, I haven't had to sign any. Um, everybody keeps saying to me, are you are you Hancock or Kelly? I'm not sure if I like you. I'm always um, still so, amazed that people want autographs in this day and age yeah. because I think I would think people would rather have a selfie. If you happen to see some baseball player that you love going by, wouldn't you rather have a selfie than an autograph? Yeah, I guess. But I don't know about you guys, but... At, I'm not a person who wants to bother folks for photos. Um, I, want, I don't want autographs. I don't want junk, period. But I would do photos, and there's only two people in my life that I have absolutely said, I don't care if I'm a jerk for doing it, I'm getting a photo. One was with Bono, um, you know, and who doesn't want a photo with Bono? And the other <laughs> one was with the Pope. Other than that, I've been around other, you know, famous people. I'm just not going to bother them for a picture what, so I can put it on my uh, – Facebook and all my friends can give me a thumbs up. For the Insta. Wait, you have a picture yeah. with you and the Pope? I do. Which one? Uh, me and Pope John Paul II. Oh, wow. I was a baby. I was a baby. I was, uh, it wasn't like we were sitting holding hands. Uh, he was standing there and I was uh, standing there with my kind of my back. So you get my side profile and the Pope. I went to, a, I went to an event with, with Margaret Thatcher. And it was a fundraiser. She was in town. But she didn't know they were using it as a fundraiser. Oh. <laughs> it did oh. Suck, you're right. So we're all in a circle. And there's some prominent St. Louisans in this circle of people. And she goes around the circle and shakes hands with everybody. And there's a photographer there. So uh, I get this, I don't know, a month later, I get this package delivered, cardboard, you know, about an 8 by 10 mm-hmm. size. I open it up, and there it is. Me and the back of Margaret Thatcher's head. <laughs> that was worth the price of admission, huh? Yeah. She looked, from the back, she looked remarkably like my Aunt Vanita. <laughs> but she had large hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, buddy, uh, for Christmas, I got a snooker ball cleaner washing machine. So you're, you're kind of becoming a weirdo, right? Like, first <laughs> kind started of. with... Um, you know, getting um, the stick. Yeah. And then it went to the special kind of chalk as opposed to just chalk. Oh, the pyro chalk. And, it's the best. Yeah. And and then, then, then he was purchasing uh, rags and cloths to wipe the stick. Well, because you got to get that. Shows to... up with his... Go ahead. Yeah. And then he shows up with his own balls, and now you're going to wash your own balls. He'll wash your balls, too. What... Michael doesn't yeah, have well, balls. I would, uh... So... Yeah, I would... <laughs> But I, I just, I can't wait to see what the next acquisition is. Well, the only thing, thing you're lacking is a table. Let me tell you, buddy. Table. Wait, me, you don't have a table? A, a snooker table? They're like fifteen grand. Oh. So, uh, but here's the thing, man. 
it's going to make a world of difference. We get all the crud off of those balls. They're going to be shiny. You're going to the, the light hits them, you know, for positioning purposes. Uh, it's going to revolutionize our game. I'm telling you. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Have you had a chance to uh, take on any of uh, the internationals uh, while no, I've been gone? No, man, because I've, I've been uh, I've been batching it for a couple of days, and so and I've been on the radio for four hours a day all week. He's so. here constantly. Yeah, this is like WKRP in Cincinnati yeah, this week. Yeah. Like if you're on the air, you're on the air all the time, and you're always here. Les Nesman stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, but what have you done cool bachelor wise? Like, did you order bad food and not do the dishes? Uh, I, did, I did the dishes last night. Georgian's coming back today, so I got the house oh, in shape. Um, Good it, for you. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't gonna. You don't want your wife walking into a giant mess. I do not. No, and she will not. So, but I've had to spend all my free time with Gus because he's so miserable. I'm, you know, when I'm gone for six hours or whatever, it's, uh, you know, he's not. He's not happy, and uh, when I come in, it's like it's like he he's been rescued from a desert island or something. So <laughs> I thought I'd yeah. never see animals, him again. Animals are truly wonderful that way, right? Yeah. They're just happy to see you. Imagine this: there's a dog that sees Donald Trump and is as excited to see him as any other human being. No, that's dog. not true. That's not true. He does not have a dog. He doesn't have a dog. First no. president in I don't know long time ever to have not have a dog. Well, not a dog person. He is not a dog person. And in but, fact, he but uses. John, you get that experience. You know, you go. You, it's like you won the lottery when you come in, and there's Gus. He's wagging his tail. There's one happy. living entity on the planet that's glad to see me, and I'm happy about. Yeah, that. nothing makes you feel better. No, but I, you know, back to him being a snooker weirdo, Michael. Yeah. yeah uh, at, at least, at least it keeps him out of trouble, right? It's a good, it's a good clean habit. It's not like he's harming anyone yet. No. Well, first of all, John <laughs> Hancock is Debbie. Let me just tell you is. He's a really good dude. He doesn't do anything bad anyway. Um, he's an impossible guy to insult. He's always happy, which can be annoying at times, <laughs> uh, even when things are going bad. And so the fact that he has found the vice of snooker, um, I kind of like it, you know, and I suffer through it. I get my head kicked in from him every week, but I just enjoy the time that I get to spend with him. And, uh, you know, and it, it, you kind of learn a lot from somebody when they're, in a trying moment over uh, a special pot that they're trying to make. And yes. uh, so I've learned a lot about John Hancock watching him play snooker. Wait, does he ever get up at like even a tiny bit cranky when he is yes. not doing well at snooker? Yes. Well, he'll, he'll make a bad shot. There'll be no score. And he'll be like, Kelly, you're going to win this one. I'm terrible. You know, look at you, blah, blah, blah. I'll win by like, uh, you know, the score will be 50 to 39. And he'll say to me, not hey Kelly, great playing. He's like I played terrible. It was <laughs> I was just horrible there. But but Kelly, you played really well. Yeah, well, and you just want to put him in a headlock. You are gonna <laughs> your game is gonna elevate. The next time we get on that table, our balls will be clean and shiny. I can't I'm wait for it. Forward to clean balls and uh, and getting on that snooker table with you, Debbie. Thank you for suffering. I mean, uh, sitting in today uh, for me while I'm gone and keeping my buddy busy because. Uh, yeah, I've tuned into Cam Wax quite a bit, and it's, you know, it ought to just change the name of the station to Hancock. I know. Every segment. Like I said, he's Venus yeah. Flytrap this week. He <laughs> is always flytrap. here. <laughs> well, that's Michael <laughs> Kelly from Florida. Thanks so much, buddy. Uh, enjoy your time down there. And it's uh, nice to visit with you in the morning as opposed to the afternoon. 
So Happy New Year, guys. You Happy too. Happy New Year. We'll be back after this on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly. Sponsored by Insperity. HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. And welcome back to KMOX. It's the Hancock and Kelly Show. John Hancock, Debbie Monterey alongside. And Debbie, the interesting piece this morning in Politico about our own now soon-to-be senior senator, about Josh Hawley, uh, and how he is really at the forefront of the remaking, realigning the GOP. And it's a fascinating piece. Uh, it talks about Hawley positioning himself as a cultural conservative, and an economic and foreign policy nationalist. And what that means is on the cultural issues, guns, abortion, things like that, he's he's a traditional Republican positions. Uh, but on the economic and foreign policy, he's much more in favor of an activist government um, actively working and helping the middle class uh, as opposed to a free market capitalist, which historically the Republican Party has been. And even more so in terms of foreign policy, uh, he has staked out a position where the United States should not be involved in a lot of things uh, outside of our borders. 
And the one that's at the forefront right now is support of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And Holly is uh, one of a number of Republicans who does not favor uh, supporting Ukraine because his argument is it doesn't benefit the United States to do that. Why are we sending those millions and millions of dollars over there? And that is a very new uh, position for the GOP. You go back to Ronald Reagan and the United States foreign policy has been the promotion of democracy around the world. Uh, so what Holly has staked out is very much a Trumpian kind of construct for himself. He's banking on the fact that the Republican voters today are more uh, economic and foreign policy nationalists than they are uh, free market conservatives. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. But Josh Hawley, make no mistake, is at the forefront of this. Well, and make no mistake, as we know, Josh Hawley, he is a political ladder climber. So he, I'm sure, has his sights set on a presidential run. Am I mistaken? Well, not in the short term. Not so, in the, Well, I mean, yeah. he's, he's setting himself well, there. Well, if he's right, if he has... If he has discerned correctly where the party is now, where the voters are, then he's going to be a, a, have a real shot uh, at the White House at some point. Now, he's already said that in 2024 he's running for reelection here in Missouri. He'll win that. And if Republicans take the White House, then that's going to be at least eight years until there's another opportunity to run. If Republicans don't take the White House, then he could run in 2028. But you're looking, you know, 10 years down the road, uh, potentially, before any of that could could happen. So a lot could change. And a lot could change. I mean, it is a gamble where he's positioning himself because this last election, which we were promised was going to be not just a red wave, but a red monsoon hurricane tidal wave. and, And it was not. There were a lot of candidates that thought they could just run on being in Donald Trump's favor, who lost, and then we have people like George Santos. So um, when when I was seeing that address of the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, yeah. addressing Congress, it seemed like most Republicans were on board with what he had to say and were there to see him, except for Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, who refused to stand. And I don't think Josh Hawley went to the address at all. I, 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 don't, I don't think he was yeah. there. Um but I, ha- I have not heard Josh Hawley say what he thinks should happen. I mean, I understand the thought of why are we sending all this money, right. although there are other countries that are doing more than we are as far as taking in refugees and well, helping and NATO, with all kinds NATO of things. has come together uh, in Ukraine much more solidly than I would have expected or predicted at the time. So you're yeah, right so about that. If we don't, if the United States doesn't step up as the the so so-called good superpower right what happens to ukraine is he fine with russia taking it over i guess and ro- steamrolling a democracy I, I, I think his point would be what differences i mean that you know we need to be focused on america and that's the point he would make and i don't that's not where i am i'm you know i'm a very traditional republican um in fact i'm so such a traditional republican that a lot of people consider me a rhino now but yeah, but Josh Hawley might be right. And look, he is not Matt Gates or Lauren Boebert. He's very bright and uh, quite articulate. And he is the kind of Republican that if the voters are where he is, and they may be, uh, he's got a very bright future. 
Yeah, and if if it turns out that's not where they are, right. then he's yeah, he, and we'll, he's miscalculated. And what we're going to find out over over time. But, you know, when you look at those primary results and most of the bad candidates that we produced in 2022 that, that Donald Trump had endorsed were tied to the election denying of 2020. And, you know, that is uh, long since been disproven. And and don't tell Carrie Lake that and, right. she's appealing. Yeah, exactly. And any any time in politics when you're looking to the past. Uh, and not talking about the future, you're you're losing. So, and we produced some really bad candidates that lost November elections. Uh, but I don't I don't consider Josh Hawley to be part of that group. I mean, he's uh, he's very bright, and and I think he's he might potentially be onto something. I hope not, because I do think the world is fundamentally a better, safer place when the United States takes a leadership role. I agree. I agree with that. And that is the responsibility that comes when you hold yourself up as the good superpower in the world fighting evil. (laughs) You have to step in. If you want to be the, you know, the economic engine of the world, Yeah, you've got to step in and and help those who are trying to be a democracy. And I have to say, uh, even though he's so far been Time Magazine's man of the year, it it floors me when people are not inspired by Vladimir Zelensky. You know, oh, I I just I'm so inspired by what he's done and who I would not have believed it. If you would have told me when this whole thing started, Ukraine's going to hang in there. They're still going to be hanging in there. They're going to hold Russia's feet to the fire. I would have been like, "Mm -mm, no way. And that's that's what our intelligence community. uh, That was their opinion. That was the opinion of the U.S. military uh, brass. Nobody expected uh, him to. (laughs) <laughs> even survive this. And and given how strong they have been, I just don't understand how people can say, ah, forget them. Why should we help them? Well, and the thing about Russia, and well, you know what? Well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about Russia. I have some thoughts about Russia. But first, we got to go to the news. First, we'll you have back. to ride off on your horse with no shirt on. There you go. Like Vladimir Putin. Uh, you know, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> uh, fortunately, it's radio. We'll see you. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's sports voice. KMOX. And welcome back to KMOX. Hancock and Kelly. Debbie Monterey in for Michael Kelly. We were talking before the break for news a little bit about Ukraine, uh, Senator Hawley. And it occurs to me that if what actually happened in Ukraine was what everybody expected to happen, and that would be Russia with 160,000 troops amassed at the border, they come in, storm through, get to Kiev, take the capital, and turn the country in a, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody expected. Mm-hmm. If that had happened, um, it is my belief that Putin would not have stopped there. Uh, I think he would have gone on and potentially into the, into the Baltic countries. Um, and that's why I believe it's important for the U S to support Ukraine because Putin's not going to stop there. He would like to reunite, recreate the old Soviet empire. And of course those Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, those are all NATO countries. And so the moment he goes in there, that triggers a war, yeah, a world, a world war. war. And so 
I mean, there are legitimate national security, American national security reasons for us to be engaged in this. And how fortunate are we, at least to this point, that Ukraine has fought as boldly as they have? I mean, it's really remarkable what Absolutely they've done. Absolutely remarkable. Uh, and this is all really about Putin's ego. And that's one reason he's going to keep this fight going. It's amazing that you see millions of Ukrainians fleeing the country, mostly women and children trying to get out while the men stay and fight. And then in Russia now, you see a mass exodus of men leaving Russia because they don't want to fight in this war because they know Putin won't stop. Well, and you're seeing pretty large-scale defections of Russian troops from their army. And they've already had well over 100,000 casualties. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. The scary thing to me, though, is that there is a unfortunately larger than I'd like I think people would like to admit subset of Americans who love Putin the Nick Fuentes of the world and a certain segment of the Republican Party who think he's great you know the kind of power that that let's be honest President Trump admired that this is what I say and it goes and there are people who cheer Putin on and I don't understand how you can consider yourself an American who loves democracy and admire Putin. Well, he, he is one of the most malign actors on the world stage. I mean, he's right up there with Kim Jong-un. Um, you know, in, the, in, this, in this emerging relationship between Russia, China, and Iran is also something we need to keep an eye on because that has the potential of sparking conflict. You know, the... It's important for the United States to be a leader in the world, I believe, and it's important for NATO to remain strong and united. And and I think this situation in Ukraine has underscored all of that. Yeah, and to your point, to ignore Russia, Iran, and North Korea would be a mistake. Yeah. Because they'll band together, and who wants that? Well, that's exactly right. So, well, it's New Year's. So enough of that. <laughs> We're, uh, we hope for the new year for peace throughout the world. We do indeed. And uh, I don't know, as you look back on 2022, good year for you? Bad year? It wasn't particularly good, no. Yeah. I had hoped it was. I feel like for the last several years, everybody's been saying, you know, wow, 2019. I can't wait for 2020. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. it's really awful. Well, here comes 2020. 2020 was, really 2020 awful. was awful. But 2021 wasn't really much better. Yeah. And frankly, 2022 has been rough for a lot of people, too. And I know a lot of people who had a rough year were really hoping for a great Christmas because Christmas makes everyone happy. Yeah. And that blew up in a lot of people's faces. So it gets to end on a big stinky. So I am hesitant to say 2023 is going to be better, but I'm going to be hopeful because well, what else be. can you be? That's exactly right. You got to look at the, uh, you got to look at the club soda as being half full. <laughs> Speaking of club and, soda, <laughs> yeah. and, a lot know. of people are going to, well, not a lot of people. Well, I would say millions of people have started to observe dry January, dry January, dry January. So oh. Just taking the month of January to not drink alcohol yeah. and maybe make that a lifestyle. There you go. I have done dry January yeah. before. Yeah. I've lasted the whole month of January. And then yeah. as soon as it was over, immediately had a celebratory cocktail. Was it, was it a resolution of sorts? Uh, well, I just, you know, I just wanted to see if I could do it. Yeah. So I've done that several times. Okay, I'm not going to drink for this entire month. Right. And I so I know I can do it. So it's kind of proving to yourself that I, I'm clearly not an alcoholic, yeah, right? Because I can stop drinking for a whole month. Boom. But I do think that we do live in such a boozy culture. Wouldn't yes, you agree? Well, it's such a boozy culture. I think too, uh, one of the 
one of the outcomes of COVID and being locked in and locked down, I think alcohol consumption went way up through the roof for a lot of people. And, you know, it's not a good, I mean, for a lot of people, um, it'll kill you, mm-hmm. you know? So that is, you talk about COVID effects and I, you rarely hear that spoken of much, but it certainly it was real yeah. at the time. Because when people were going to work every day, maybe you'd wait until Friday after work and then you'd have a bunch of drinks on the weekend. Right. But then a lot of people were like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to I'm work. I'm not going to work. I'm yeah. not driving anywhere. I'll have a cocktail yeah. now. And then yeah. that turns into an everyday thing. And It does. And then everywhere you go... There's cocktails, and now they have all these amazing mixologists who yeah, make right. really good cocktails. Yeah. Speaking of which, tonight, yes, <laughs> I'm going on a little booze cruise. Are you now? Uh, so the Polar Express at Union Station. Union Station, I hope they still have the whole Grand Hall decorated because they do an amazing job. That yeah. place is beautiful. And they do the light show on the hour. Have you ever seen the oh, yeah, light show amazing. at Union Station? Yeah. So good. So they do the Polar Express for kids. We did it when my kids were younger, but they don't want to have anything so to do with it now. It's a ride, right? Well, it's the train. Like yeah. It actually looks like the Polar Express train, uh-huh. and it's really nice, and the interior is really beautiful, and then they take you on a little train ride. Loop. Uh-huh. But since Christmas is over, they're doing adults-only rides, hey. and they have, I don't know how, how it works, but there are cocktails involved. <laughs> Well, so it's a go. boozy train ride. So are you are you somebody cuz I would imagine given your profession and your uh the time of day you work, you probably don't see the clock strike midnight very often. I on New Year's I will stay up. Yeah. But yes, if I'm up watching late night television, there's a problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I don't really go to bars or anything or coffee house shops right. because I just have the weirdest hours. So, you know, people are Oh, you should come meet us at this bar. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh. I'm I'll be in I'll be in bed at nine. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess because you're up at what? Three? Yeah, quarter to three wow. is when my alarm goes off. Ah oh, man. Mm-hmm. And for how many years? Here? Yeah. It'll be twenty years at on the morning show here coming up this summer. Wow. Twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, but then I did morning radio at a number of other stations, so So you kinda of, your body's used to I mean it's just, hmm. it's just the way it is. Well, to be completely honest, hmm. I hate it every single morning when my alarm goes oh, I'm off. Sure. <laughs> There's never a morning when I'm like, Oh, I'm so refreshed, I can't wait to get up at a quarter to three in the morning. Well, yeah. I got I got up at five fifteen today and I was not too pleased about that. So <laughs> but here we are. That's Debbie Monterey. I'm John Hancock. We've got one more segment. We're gonna wrap things up. Here on the Hancock and Kelly Show on KMOX. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining, and serving St. Louis. KMOX. And welcome back to Hancock and Kelly. Debbie Monterey alongside. And, uh, well, it's that time of year. It's New Year's Eve Eve. Have you made any New Year's resolutions? (laughs) No. None. None. I usually don't. Do you? Uh, I haven't in several years. Yeah. I used to make New Year's resolutions. I guess the reason people make them is it's a new year. It feels like yeah. you're turning over a new leaf. Breaking out a new calendar. Right. You're opening a new book and there's the first chapter and you're going to write it and you're yeah. going to start off the year with a bang. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And so it sounds good, but according, depending on what study you look at, only about 8% of people actually follow through and keep their New Year's resolutions. Exactly. 8%. Yeah, but they're fun to think about. Yeah, they are. So here you are at the end of December, and here's what I'm going to do next year, you know? Mm-hmm. And and thinking about accomplishing that is fun. 
It is. The it problem is, is we, we just don't accomplish it. I think where people fall short is you have this, you make this huge goal. Yes. And then you expect to, you know, you go 100% towards this goal, which is hard to sustain instead of you've got to kind of plan it out and go a little bit at a time to get to where you're going. Did I tell you about my, uh, the last New Year's resolution I made? No. It was, uh, so it was December of uh, like 2014, maybe. And uh, I'm thinking, I'm looking at myself, you know, I've got a little, put on a few LBs. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking, you know, it wouldn't take that much to get my old figure back, you know. I weighed 165 pounds the day I got married. Wow. My left leg weighs 165 pounds. <laughs> so I took a tour down the street at Lifetime Fitness. And I walked in the door, gorgeous in there. It is. And they got a hair salon. I didn't need that, but they, they've got, you know, you got a coffee thing there, a little little snacky area. You can buy yourself a healthy sandwich in there. Or a nice little smoothie. Yeah. And they got uh, the basketball court, it's gorgeous, you know. And uh, man, he's, he's giving me the tour, this guy. And he's, there's the, there's the, uh, what do they call them? The treadmills. <laughs> <laughs> Those things yeah. that you run on. And it seemingly had a million of them, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they got the place to do your little Pilates over there, uh, weights over here. Uh, here's the sauna and the steam room. Wow. Swimming pools. Movie star. I mean, it's incredible. It is, yeah. Uh, she walks me through the locker room, very clean, smelled nice in there. And so uh, I said, I'm in. How much? Said I think it was one hundred and thirty-five dollars a month. A month for a single membership? Yeah. Well, I was gonna get the whole family. Oh. So uh, <clears throat> I wake up five thirty in the morning on January the second, and I kiss Georgianne and I say, "Sweetheart, I'm going to the gym." And uh, so off I went to Lifetime Fitness. I had my gym bag that mm -hmm. I'd gotten for Christmas, you know, all full of my clothes for the day. I get in there in the locker room. I change into my workout clothes, Debbie. <clears throat> And I head for the treadmill to do a little, they call that cardio. Yes, uh -huh. they do. And so uh, I get on and doing my cardio there for 30 minutes, walking, sweating, feeling good. Uh, I get finished. I go into the locker room. I get into the shower. Magnificent shower. Soap smelled good. And I even used a little shampoo. <laughs> and uh, wow. And I'm getting dressed and putting my crisp shirt on there. It's cold outside, January the 2nd. And the guy standing there says, I haven't seen you before. I said, yeah, it's my first day. Uh, I said, I'll see you tomorrow. And, and he laughed. Uh, no. Oh. Uh, walked out of there, got my car, went home. I felt good. And uh, that was the last time I ever went to Lifetime Fitness. <laughs> and that's what they count on. Yeah. So many people buy their gym memberships with their New Year's resolution. But Johnny used it. Johnny used it for a few months there. So, that you know, I got something out of it. Well, you never you never regret working out. You regret when you Starting. don't because you feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like. So Georgian had her knee replaced in September, and uh, and she used to walk the dog. And well, she can't walk the dog. So and it's very much like working out. I dread starting that walk because out of our house, whichever direction you go is straight uphill. So. Uh, the first half of the walk is like, whoosh, it's like <laughs> scaling Mount Everest out there, and I dread it. But once you get going, yeah, you know, right, it's pretty good. And then I, you get halfway into the walk, and then it's all downhill. Then it's great. It's lovely. 
See, oh, I was yeah. in George Ann's condition because I had, had I had thing. ankle surgery yeah. at the beginning of October, and I was in a cast, and I had crutches yeah, for I six that. and a half weeks. Yeah. And you're getting around good, though. Yeah, even after that, I couldn't really walk well, so I couldn't take the dog for a walk. Now I'm trying to ease back into exercising yeah. by doing yoga. Oh, you're doing yoga. Because I can't really jump. I mean, I'm not at that point yet can where you, I can... Can you get your leg over your neck like that? <laughs> well, no, because when you haven't worked out in a while, you got to kind of ease yourself uh, back into it. But then, What's your favorite? Is it the uh, downward-facing dog? Uh, downward dog is fine. Uh-huh. Uh, Shavasana is my favorite thing. That's at the very end when you just lay there. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part of yoga. Um, yeah. But yes, I can't do yoga, I've discovered, with Lola in the house. No yoga with Lola. Yeah. That's hard to say. Because as soon as I take the mat out, she's yeah. laying on it, and then I try and move her away, and then I'm doing things, and she's licking my face, or right. she's, you know. So here's the, here's the solution to that problem. Yeah, put her outside. No, get her her own mat. <laughs> And then she she can do yoga with you. Do dogs? Can you do doggy yoga? There's got to be. Well, well trained dogs will do it themselves, but yeah. dogs who just want to lick you in the face, they'll yeah. just lick you in the face. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So life anyway, could be worse. We're all a work in progress. Yeah, life could be worse. So no <laughs> resolutions for Debbie Monterey. Uh, have we made our plans for the eve of the new year? I am either staying home with my children. Or I'm going to a friend's house who's having a party. You're either I'm, staying in or going out. Well, I'm that's hoping, pretty much the two choices. <laughs> I'm hoping for the latter. Yeah. But I do know a lot of people who say, you know what? I will just be in my pajamas at 9 o'clock watching TV and going to bed early, which is totally fine, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was younger, do you remember when you were younger and you felt like you had to have huge plans for New Year's? Yes. A lot and of pressure on that. There's so much pressure. What are we going to do? It's got to be fun. And it comes right after Christmas. So you're right. focused on Christmas and then, bam, it's New Year's. And, oh, my gosh, I didn't make any reservations. And they would have these huge hotel parties. Remember when that was a oh, thing? Yeah. The huge hotel yeah. parties. So you'd spend all this money and you'd go to this hotel party, and it was never as fun as you thought it would be. It was always kind of a letdown. Well, and you don't know anybody. In there. Yeah, and so you're just in this big room, and you get you, you one glass of champagne, and then it's midnight, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I we guess we'll go home. We used to throw New Year's Eve parties at our house, and um, one year it was game night, and we played board games in different places and around the house. And uh, Yeah, the big rave party I'm going to is a game night. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but there it sounds go. fun. It is fun. Uh, we It was a lot of fun. One year... Uh, my wife is uh, at one time was the possessor of the preferred pyro card at one of the fireworks places, <laughs> and she uh, she loves fireworks. So she uh, came home and she had at the time she had a Toyota Sequoia, had a massive you know you take the seats out and it's like a you know van, completely full of fireworks. Wow! I mean, you could have we could have done the VP fair with the, what she brought home. And she tells me, I don't like shooting them. It's not my, you know. Same. Yeah. I leave it to the professionals. Yes. I don't want to be involved. Yes. So if she wants to be her preferred pyro, you know, go for it. I'm. So she says, well, I need you for one thing. Uh, at, right at midnight, we're going to set off these bottle rockets uh, on our hill in the backyard. I don't have a particularly large backyard, but we do have a little hill. And... Uh, she, I was assigned a bottle rocket to ignite uh, a few seconds before midnight. I got there. Just one bottle rocket. Well, they were You're, all, they were oh, all I on see. the, uh-huh. yeah. Your so one job. I'm one bottle rocket away from death. And so uh, a few seconds before midnight, whoosh, get the long lighter. I light the thing. Wind is blowing. It's New Year's Eve. The bottle rocket falls over 
and is pointed directly at my house. Oh, no. Where all of my guests are lined up. Oh, no. <laughs> so it took off. And fortunately, nobody got injured. Uh, no damage done to the house, but it scared the dickens out of me. And it was my last firework that wow. I will ever shoot off for the remainder of my life. Yeah, I was injured by a bottle rocket when I was a little kid. Oh. And this was back in the 70s when we all wore those little polyester pants. Well, those oh, yeah. melt when <laughs> yeah, bottle rockets do. hit them, and yeah, I still have do. a scar on my leg. So that's why I'm, wow. ever since then, I think, you know what? You go ahead and light those, and I will just stay at a safe Scars distance. Scars are kind of great, though, because they <laughs> remind you of, you know. Yes, it wasn't great at the time. At it the hurt. Time. But, yeah. yeah. But now I'm like, you see this? Yes. This was from a bottle rocket. Well, Debbie, you have yourself a very happy new and prosperous new year. Kids are getting older. Yeah. Haley's driving. 18 and 13. Man. I know, right? Wow. Now, she's starting college? Yeah, in the fall. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I Man. know. It goes quickly. It goes very quickly. <laughs> well, and all of you who've had the unfortunate misfortune of listening to me all week, you can get a few days off, and uh, but have a happy it's new year. It's been lovely to see you around the station well, all week. it's lovely to be here. James O'Sullivan doing his usual magnificent job behind the board there. And next up, it's going to be Amy Mark scores. And Charlie Brennan. Yes, right here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.